Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to Money Awakenings. I am your host, Larry Morrison, the financial shaman, the alchemist, the right now retiree. I was saying to a client the other day, I feel retired because I have been shifting my perspective about around abundance to focus it on time. It occurs to me that wealth is the abundance frequency applied to money or wealth is how abundance uses money to accomplish what it needs to accomplish, namely you getting to your highest uh, purpose. Remember, money's highest purpose is always to get you to your highest purpose. So abundance being that it is uh, the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it, and of course if you're following your heart's calling, it means that you're just using money to get you to your heart's calling when you need to, right? When the next step is in front of you. Well, it occurs to me that patience is the abundance frequency applied to time. And that there's a a mountain of time and there's abundance of time. There's nothing but time. Time is simply a construct that the human mind uses as it shifts through different now moments. But ultimately it's always now. And what's super fascinating is this idea that when you, when most people struggle when it comes to money, and what I mean by struggle is they feel like they don't have enough, there's always a, a balance between time and money. It means if they work too much, if they overwork, become workaholics, then they might have um, a decent amount of money or access to a decent amount of money but have no time. And then the reverse is if you're working part-time or whatever, you might have very little money, but have an abundance of time. And then, of course, if you're retired, you have very little time because death is not too far away for most retirees. And, of course, your body is not, doesn't have the ability to do what you once could, right? So now you have all this time but you don't have the ability to get off your ass and do anything. And you have plenty of money when you're old and retired. So there's always this interesting balance that people are trying to find. And it's like, wow, I'm attuning to the abundance frequency when it comes to money, meaning I always have enough. And lo and behold, after all these limiting beliefs have finally been removed, I do have enough. I always did, but now I recognize it and see it and sit with it and know it and feel it inside of me. And lo and behold, it's always there in the perfect amount it needs to be. So then when I started to apply this to time, what I realized is there's no rush to do anything. Scarcity applied to time is urgency. Right? Always in an urgent rush. Always got to get this done and this done and this done and this done. The to-do list that never gets done. And always needs to be done right now. 
right? The tyranny of urgency is nothing important actually gets done because everything is urgent. Everything is right now. Needs to be done right now. But with patience, with an abundance of time, nothing needs to be done right now. Yes, of course, there are certain things like payroll that need to be done, taxes, whatever. But most of it is all arbitrary deadlines. Yeah, of course, you got to pay rent or whatever, but most of it is arbitrary deadlines when it comes to urgency. Have you ever had that feeling where, you know, you had a homework assignment or you had a work assignment or a task or something that was super urgent and needed to be done right then and you busted your ass and you stayed up late and you got it done and then, you know, when it was time to use it or whatever, people were like, people didn't care, didn't notice or like, actually, yeah, we didn't need this till next week. You know, the client actually, you know, changed the appointment or whatever. It's like, son of a... I busted my butt! For what? For nothing. For nothing. Or there could be a a situation where... Similar thing happened where, like, you were super under this deadline, under the gun, and you didn't make it, and you're like... Ah... I'm just going to break down and ask for more time. And the people are like, yeah, sure, take an extra week, whatever. And you're like, why did I stress about this so much? This used to happen to me in real estate all the time. Back when I used to flip houses. At at first, every deadline was so imperative. Are we going to lose the deal? Or the client's going to walk? Or the investor's going to freak out? Or the contractor? There's all these deadlines. And then, oh, wait a minute. We're the ones making up the deadlines. So I would go to close on a house, right? And whatever, some, you know, investor's money wasn't there or something, escrow wasn't ready or something, and we'd just go ask for more time. And yeah, people would get their, some people would get their tails, feather tails ruffled or whatever. But, uh, tail feathers ruffled, but it's all because they built an expectation around when it was going to happen. So you just massage the expectation and move it and everything's all good anyway an abundance of time which means it's always now and nothing needs to get done right now and if it does it'll get done and then you also have an abundance of money which means there's always enough there's always enough of both and why is this important because of following your heart that's why most people say they can't follow their heart because they don't have time or money they can't follow their highest excitement because they don't have enough time or money when in reality you have always had enough money you always will have enough money and there's always enough time because it's always now what's that Confucius saying or was it Lao Tzu who said uh, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago (laughs) The second best time is now. There's a similar saying like that. Or they just take it and they just took it and altered it for in the finance world. When it's like the best time to save for retirement was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. The second best time is now. 
So this journey of self-discovery, you're going to do it now. Whether it's this one or a future one, you're going to do it, most likely. What I mean by the journey of self-discovery is this journey of following your heart, your highest excitement, and encountering your limiting beliefs and letting them go to where you further know who you actually are. That's the journey of self-discovery. You could call it the journey of enlightenment or whatever. But I find the best way to go about really knowing who you are is to know who you're not. And you're not someone who doesn't have enough time or money. You're an eternal being, much greater than any situation that's happening to you or that has ever happened to you. And so the best way I find is to go toward your highest excitement and watch as all these limiting beliefs show up for you to let go of and you start to realize, wait a minute, do I have to work hard for money? Who told me that? Is that a truth? Is that a law of the universe? No. That was my parents' beliefs that they taught me when I was young because they thought it would help me have a successful life, but all it's done is make me work, work my ass off. For very little to show for it most of the time. What's this belief that you, it's not how much money you make, it's how much you keep? Who does that benefit? So now I gotta, I gotta stockpile money and that, that's the measure of my success? That doesn't make any sense. So you discover who you are on this path, whether you take money, the money path or not. Obviously, you're listening to me for a reason. But whether you take the money path or not, you, you discover who you are by dropping who you're not. You're dropping all these limiting beliefs. This is what we call exploring the contrast. You come from unconditional love. That's what you are. And then you get to explore conditional love. And the more you unravel it, the more you get through all your conditioning, you're like, this isn't who I am. This is the journey of self-discovery. And the, in my opinion, the best way to, to go about this journey is to follow your highest excitement, is to follow your heart. Have it run you smack dab into your limiting beliefs that need to be let go of for you to continue. And you peel back the onion layer one step at a time. This is evolution at its finest. But if you run into these limited beliefs and stop, then you've lost. Now you're stagnant. Now you're suffering. Because the mere reality is going to be forced to keep reflecting back to you what you believe about it. And if you don't believe you deserve to be happy, or deserve success, or deserve what your heart wants, your highest and best self, if you feel... If you feel like you don't deserve that, the mere reality is going to keep bringing that back to you. Dark clouds all of the time. People who treat you terribly. All of these things are going to keep showing up because that's what you believe you deserve. So, this is what we do. We let go of all of these beliefs to get to the center, the juicy center 
of who you actually are. And when this happens, when you attune to the frequency of unconditional love, which is the base frequency, it is the fabric of existence itself, and then you attune to the frequency of whatever one you want, whether that be power, happiness, joy, ease, money, or rather abundance, not money. You attune to these frequencies and you can use them to create reality. And like I said, I've just been using over these past few weeks the abundance frequency applied to time. And I have nothing but time. And if you hear that and you go, ah, oh, I must be lucky, that just, that's, uh, that's good for you, Larry. I wish I had that. You can. That's the whole thing I'm talking about. It's not about getting somewhere. It's not about arriving at the place where you finally have enough money and time. It's realizing that you have it now, right now. As you're listening to me, whatever you're doing, you have the exact amount of money you need and the exact amount of time you need. You, have, you always have enough and it's always now. So stop or don't, don't, don't stop, I guess. It's, I could just say stop believing. But like if something is arguing with me inside of you that's like, no, 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 we got to get to a shitload of passive income. Or no, 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 once, once I have, you know, sold the business that I'm trying to build, then I'll have enough time. If something is arguing with you or arguing with me or a part of you wants to argue with me, put it on spotlight, put it under the microscope, put it on shaky ground. Is that true? I need to do, get a certain amount of passive income before I can follow my dreams. Is that true? Can I absolutely know for certain that that's true? Investigate it. Turn it around. Right? I need a certain amount of passive income before I can follow my heart. Is that true? I don't need any, turn it around to, I don't need any passive income. I don't need any more than I have right now. But Larry, I can't just quit my job. Why not? I'm not saying to quit your job. I'm saying let's question it. Let's question the belief that says you can't. You see, there's a difference between taking an action step in physical reality versus doing the internal work of questioning the belief that says you can't, that says you are a slave to your job. I can't just leave, Larry. I'm not saying to. I'm saying you can't just leave as a belief. Is that true? You were looking for a job when you found this one, right? Here's the other thing you got to know when doing this. Do you realize that you're not the only one who wants you to follow your heart? And I'm not talking about me, though I do want that. I'm talking about source, the creator of all that is. The creator wants you to follow your heart. So you have literally the most powerful ally in all of existence 
Who's telling you to do this? And has your back every step of the way. You're not the only one who wants you to have the life of your dreams. But if you believe and you've been conditioned to believe that this is a hostile universe, then yeah. Might be hard to wrap your mind around the fact that you have an ally. The most powerful one. When you've been taught to believe that it's you versus the world, you don't see the world as wanting to help you get there. To wherever it is, wherever it is you want to go. This is what happens when we're conditioned. When we're indoctrinated into society. We're taught conditional love and we're taught that sources love is conditional too. That God's love is like Santa Claus. You got to do all the things to get on the nice list. Then you get the stuff that you want. But what if I told you that Source's love is completely unconditional? Because there's nothing you could ever do or say that would stop the love from coming to you. Then it's not about getting anywhere. It's just about being like, oh, so wait, I can just start following my heart right now? Yeah. Yeah. Today, this second. You don't have to get anywhere. I mean, I guess you have to get to the place inside of you that knows this to be true, which is why we talk about questioning all these beliefs. So, what are we going to talk about today besides my rant on not having to wait to follow your heart? I saw a bumper sticker yesterday, made me laugh, and I was like, yep, this is what we need to talk about. Of course, the person was old, and when I use the word old, it has nothing to do with age. The same way if you use the word wise, it has nothing to do with age. Old is outdated. Old means outdated in every single aspect of our society. Old is outdated. So when I say old person, I mean someone with outdated thinking who has not investigated it and doesn't want to, quite obviously. Because it was a brainwashing bumper sticker. I just laughed at it. That's why it was so funny. It's like, wow, you're super brainwashed. The bumper sticker said, wealth isn't redistributed, it is earned. (laughs) It's like (laughs) old Republican thinking, old Republican brainwashing because the redistribution of wealth happens constantly. What they're talking about, what they're so afraid of is the true redistribution of wealth and what they're referring to is every so often, every uh, anywhere from 
100, two generations to three to 400 years, there's a massive redistribution of wealth that happens. It hasn't happened yet in our cycle, and I'm not sure that it will in the way that we think um, because of the internet and how many different ways um, there is to keep track of money now. Which is by design, but there's a whole other uh, there's a whole other topic. So, the redistribution of wealth is this: um, every so often, a country, let's say, or a society, the wealth will be distributed to the the highest, you know, ten percent or one percent or whatever, with most of the people being poor. And when the the gap gets too big, the poor people realize that they have the power in numbers and so what they do is they go and they rip and they go steal and all the money and destroy all the debt records and redistribute the land ownership and put it back to equal this is the redistribution of wealth and it happens like i said every couple hundred years on average um but why does it keep happening because as a human race, as a human society, or a human race, we haven't realized that this keeps happening over and over again because of the belief systems around money. The, the money within a few generations, once it's redistributed fairly and everybody has the exact same amount, it always ends up back in the hands of the wealthy or the affluent in the, you know, in the 10%. One to ten percent of people, and it goes back to doing this. Otherwise, we wouldn't have to keep doing it every couple hundred years. Why does this happen? Because when you believe you don't deserve the life that you want, that's what the mere reality is forced to show you. It's forced to reflect that back to you. So, it's real simple. The affluent, whether they be rich or wealthy don't have a non-deserving story. They believe they deserve everything that comes to them, and then some. And so it does. This is what confounds and confuses people about the law of attraction. You don't just attract what you are, you attract what you believe you deserve. And of course, Source is going to use the mere reality to show you what it needs to show you as a blind spot. Right? So you attract that you are what you deserve and what you need to see. So, the deserving thing is why so many narcissists are in, in leadership positions. We have so many narcissistic people in leadership positions, uh, in, in whether that be in business or government or wherever, because they have dropped their non-deserving story, where the average person with the big heart who would probably make a great leader doesn't believe they deserve the life that they want, and so they don't get accepted to those positions. They don't even put themselves out there for them. It's really simple once you see it. But when you don't see it, it's like super confusing. It's simply the deserving story at play here. But anyway, back to the distribution of wealth. So... Of course, people in power 
want to keep it that way. So the rich want to stay rich. And so they send out all this propaganda and do all these things because they know the redistribution of wealth is going to happen. And here's the problem that the rich, wealthy, or affluent encounter with the redistribution of wealth. They can't give enough away to keep people, to get people out of poverty because of the same problem. Like, if they gave all of their money away on purpose, it would still come back to them super fast. The, the poor would spend it and get rid of it and destroy their opportunity because they have a belief that they don't deserve it and are not good enough. They are unworthy. So they destroy every opportunity that comes to them so they can stay small. While the wealthy have not, you know, they don't, they don't have that same story, so all the money comes back. Right? So even if they gave it all away, it would still happen the same way. And that's the problem they encounter is like, okay, how do we make sure that they don't come steal it from us? Because we can't give it to them. Now, you could say, well, why don't they just teach this? Because I, don't, I believe they honestly don't know. Uh, I believe some might know. But as a, as a general consensus, I don't think all the affluent know this. I think they know that poverty is a, a disease of the mind. But I don't think they know exactly how to get people out of it. Or maybe that's just not their job. Maybe that's my job. I don't know. doesn't matter. <clears throat> Point being... The redistribution of wealth will happen because it constantly happens, but it's not going to be the same every time. It's not the same every time. Um, so who knows how it's going to look? But the redistribution of wealth is not something to fear unless you're rich and you're worried about getting all your money taken. The wealthy don't worry about that because, again, the money will just come back. The difference between rich and wealthy is rich people are in the vibration of scarcity who have a lot of money, above average amount, and the wealthy people are in the uh, vibration of abundance who have uh, an above average amount, or just has, has as much as they need, right? You can be wealthy and have a below average amount of money. It doesn't typically happen that way, but it's possible. <clears throat> I mean, wealthy just means you have as much as you need. And if you don't need a lot, then that's fine, right? Typically, though, Source likes to give you more because you understand the vibration, right? You, you have to, you let go of your small story and you get more and more to steward, typically. Anyway, but everybody's different on a different path. So, where was I? But the, the, the really thing that I want to look at here it's not so much the redistribution of wealth and the propaganda. Is the saying that says wealth must be earned. Ugh. That is completely incorrect. Actually, I don't know how you could be more incorrect. Like, you might as well say water is dry. That's how, that's how backward it is. And you'll see what I mean here when I go through this. So again, what is wealth? Wealth is the abundance frequency using money in your life to get you where you need to go. Wealth is self-love. Wealth is the understanding that you are unconditionally loved at all times and nothing will ever change that. 
right? Wealth is the understanding that you always have enough. Earning, to earn anything, means to suffer to deserve. Earning means to suffer to deserve. It's super apparent when you look at it as I earned this body. Like if you were a muscle builder or bodybuilder or whatever, or an athlete, and you're like, I earned this body, what that means is I suffered my and sweated my ass off to get this body. I suffered to deserve. That's what earning means. To believe you need to suffer at all to get anything is completely backward. This is what's causing the most problem. Well, not maybe the most problems, but it's causing a lot of problems in your life. Remember this always. The main, the number one main block for everything that you want is the idea that you don't deserve it. Your non-deserving story is the main crown jewel, top dog reason you believe or I'm sorry, the reason that keeps away everything that you want, whether that's money or love or time or closeness with your family or peace or happiness or prosperity, whatever it is, power to create your own reality, whatever it is that you actually want, it's kept away from you by your non-deserving story most of the time. That's the crown jewel. That's the top dog. I would say at least 90% of the time. That's what it is. Or you could say a 90% of people, that's what it is. Okay, so knowing that, wealth must be earned. No, wealth must be understood, must be remembered. Wealth must be, to, to get to the vibration of wealth, you have to let go of earning which means to suffer deserve. One of the worst belief systems that permeates this planet is the idea that you have to, um, I was going to say to suffer to deserve, to suffer to get anything, to do anything to get anything. There is no gain without pain. That is a crock of bullshit. It's a complete lie. This is what most people consider work. I have to do something I don't want to do that is somewhat uncomfortable or painful in some way or simply by the fact that I don't want to do it, it's painful, to get what I want. This is called conditional love. Welcome to conditional love. Your parents or adults or whoever raised you or your teachers or society or your friends or whatever... They all taught you conditional love when you, were, when you came into this world. It's always the same. Right? If you're a good girl or a good boy, you get an ice cream. If you're bad, you get a spanking. So there are conditions that you have to meet in order to be good to get what you want. And if you don't meet those conditions, you get coal in your stocking for Christmas. It's fucking brainwashing. Because source is unconditionally loving, which means you don't have to do anything, anything to be loved. 
You don't have to do anything to get what you want. Now, I preface that by saying, if you've been indoctrinated, which 99.99% of us have, then you will have to do the work of removing all of the brainwashing before you can get to this place where you have an abundance of time and money. And love. So you will have to do something to get out of your brainwashing. But once you're out of it, you don't have to do anything. And there's plenty of everything. Everyone is always taken care of. They just are falling for the illusion that they need to do something. Everyone always has enough. But they just believe that they have to do stuff that they don't want to do. So that's what a belief has to be, right? So it executes itself. It goes into just like a computer program. Well, I know that there's always enough, but if I've been taught to believe that I have to do something, then I have to go do it. But no, there's always enough. Yeah, but no, I have a belief because I love my parents and because my parents taught me this and because I, I want my parents' approval more than I want happiness, I believe I have to go do stuff. So I'm going to go do stuff. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I don't believe I have to do anything, so I don't have to do that. And they're like, how are you doing that? How are you just not doing anything and everything's taken care of for you? That's because, I, because that's the way of the universe. How do I get to the, where you are, Larry? You just stop believing the bullshit that you were indoctrinated with. How do I do that? You take my course on... No, I'm kidding. Even though I... Yeah, I will have that. But my point is... You have to sit and go through all these beliefs. All these beliefs that say... I have to do something... For money. I have to do something for love. I have to suffer and toil at a job I hate for my kids. Really? So you believe the universe who's taking care of every living creature since the dawn of existence is not going to take care of your kids? You have to do that? And how do you think your kids are going to repay you? When you tell them that you're the reason, they're the reason you suffered your whole life. Why did you go to that job you hated? For you. Ouch. How do you think that's going to be looked at? I suffered so that you would have a better life. Yeah, but you suffered, which is what they copied. So now they're going to do the same thing for their kids. Why are you going to a job you hate, son? Because that's what you did, Dad. But I did that so you didn't have to. But I wanted to be like you. But, <laughs> Welcome to life. You want, you want your kids to follow their heart? You better follow yours. Because that's the only way they learn is by example. So wealth must be earned. No. No. Wealth must be understood, must be realigned to, 
Wealth can be likened... Hmm. I always use the same analogies. Let me see if I can come up with a new analogy. What if... You were in an old school movie theater. And I say old school because everything's digital now. What if you were in an old school movie theater... And the, the screen was out of focus. Oh, or remember the drive-ins? Or, yeah, let's do that. I like that idea. Remember the drive-ins? If you, if you don't know what those are, you, there was a movie theater where you never got out of your car. <coughs> and you just attuned to the radio, to the, um, to the channel that the audio was on. Brilliant idea. But um, until DUIs became... No, I'm kidding. Alright, going off too far on a tangent. The analogy is, you remember going to the drive-in, and sometimes the movie would be out of focus, or maybe, you know, they wouldn't start the movie till it was dark. Like, imagine them trying to start a, a drive-in movie while the sun was still out. You couldn't see anything. Right? Imagine wealth is the beam of light that goes from the movie theater, or from the projector, to the screen. And your job is to get it in focus by quieting out all the other beams of light, by waiting for the sun to go down, by looking at just that beam and what it's projecting, and creating an environment around it where it can flourish and be in focus. But if your mind is scattered and your ego is loud and constantly telling you you have to do all this crazy shit for money, then it's like having the sun out. It's blocking your, your ability to see that you have everything that you need. It's blocking your ability to enjoy the movie by drowning it in other light, by drowning it in other wisdom, or other words, rather, not necessarily wisdom. Here's another way. Imagine that wealth, well, was like a radio station, right? And it's not necessarily that you're listening to static, but imagine that you're listening to all of the radio stations, all on top of each other. You can't hear the specific one with all the wisdom you need to create whatever you want because they're all overlaying and they're all like a mishmash and you know, jarbled mess of rock and country and symphony orchestra and you know, Latino music. Everything's all just just creating sounds. And you've got to isolate that one frequency by removing the rest of the bullshit. That's what it's like to attune yourself to wealth. This is why meditation is so powerful. This is why sitting with someone and working through these beliefs one at a time is so powerful because if you start to remove these beliefs, it's like starting to remove the other channels that are confusing you and making it a mess in your head. Right? One at a time. 
I don't deserve money. Is that true? Can you absolutely know that that's true? How does it feel? Use your emotional guidance system. The truth will never make you feel bad. If it makes you feel bad to say that I don't deserve money, then you know this is a lie right there. That's your heart telling you that it's a lie. So one at a time, you remove all of these other frequencies, all of these other jarbled mess of sound in your mind until it's only one. The one you wanted, the wealth frequency or the abundance frequency. And then you just stay listening to that music. And it's like, okay, today you're going to wake up and write. Cool. I have nothing but time anyway. Today you're going to make a video, a marketing piece. Or today you're going to have an inspiration to go have fun or meet some people or do some things. And because you're only listening to that frequency, you don't question it as much. You don't go... Oh, well, what, what about this other frequency? Well, if you don't want wealth, then yeah, go ahead and listen to that other channel. But if you've isolated this one, you're like, okay, let's just do this and see where this goes. Because it feels so much better. You see? So wealth must be earned. That is exactly backward. I do not have to do anything I do not have to suffer to deserve the frequency of abundance. It is my birthright. It is who I am. It is what I'm made of. It's it's what I come from. Abundance is like the music hall that holds all this music that you're creating. Look at this earth, completely abundant in every direction. I always found it funny when I was in Montana. Like, a big sky country. I'm like, isn't the sky big no matter where you are? <laughs> isn't it pretty much a 180 degree view? But anyway, I mean, nature does everything in abundance. Everything. Massive abundance everywhere. Mother Earth is completely abundant. And it houses all that we need. It stores all that we have. Right? What if you let go of the idea? What if you tuned out the frequency that said, I need to earn? I need to earn this person's respect. What? Why? That doesn't make any sense. Earn respect? If you give them respect and they don't give it to you in return, then that's not someone you want to be around. If they make you earn your res- their respect, <laughs> they see you as beneath them and not equal. Only when you see people as all of us equal will not only respect but love flow naturally. To think, you, to think that something needs to be earned like respect means the scale is tipped and it goes back to manipulation. You see, someone makes you believe that there's an imbalance, right? 
that you're worthless and they are, you have to do all these things for you to jump, you have to jump through all these hoops for them to give you their love. That's manipulation. They devalue you and overvalue themselves and tell you that the only way to, eat, to balance the scales is to do what they want, not what you want. All you have to do is disagree. You have to earn my respect. No, I don't. I disagree. I don't have to earn anything. If you don't want to give me your respect, that's fine. I will leave. Respect simply means the understanding that you have boundaries and I have boundaries. And we recognize that you have your boundaries and I have mine. And we also recognize that every relationship starts with a friendship. So we want to respect the friendship. That you are human and I am human. And we're both sharing this earth and this journey. Right? That's all it means. If anybody thinks it means anything more than that, they're trying to gain power over you. And manipulate you. You need to respect my authority. No, I don't. Nope, sure don't. Now, there are certain places, like if you go to a court of law and there's a judge. As a society, we have agreed to these type of things. But if the judge is being a dick, I have no problem telling him that. Or her that. Like, I won't say it in those words, of course, but it's like... (laughs) It doesn't sound like you're being quite unbiased, sir or madam. Which is kind of the point of being a judge. Even though you can't really be completely unbiased at all because you have a perspective to live, to see through. No one is completely unbiased. But anyway, where was I? Can you see now why I laughed at that bumper sticker? Wealth must be earned. Not the whole redistribution of wealth thing, which is clear propaganda. But wealth must be earned. Let's look at it like this. Let's look at giant fortunes. Like, let's get off of the wealth frequency for a second. Let's look at giant fortunes. Let's look at, like, a Jeff Bezos-style fortune. Would you say he earned that? I wouldn't. I would say he manifested that. Because after a certain point, yeah, he worked hard, obviously. But after a certain point, the thing has its own momentum. You're earning, he's, you know, possibly going to be a trillionaire. That's something, that kind of money is way beyond the scope of earning. Because when you look at earning, you look at... working for a specific amount of hours to equal a certain amount of money. That's what most people believe when they say earn, like I went to work and I made the money. Like, to have that kind of a massive fortune, it's not about what you put in, you get out. There is a complete exponential jump at some point where you see a ton of other people helping you get there. Not not to mention divine timing. Right? Not to mention all the other variables. But you can't say that he earned a trillion dollars. That's ridiculous. 
You could say he manifested it, though. You could say it was his birthright. You could say he attuned to that frequency. But to say he earned a trillion dollars would mean, like, he worked a trillion hours. You know what I mean? That doesn't, that's not how it works. So when you get to a giant fortune, giant fortunes aren't earned. They're manifested. They're called forth from the other side. They are magically created. And I don't say magic as in you can't do it. I say that there's obviously what? Someone else who wants you to have it. Source. You have to employ the power of source and you have to understand that you're not the only one who wants what you want to create. If the inspiration is within you, that means Source put it there for a reason, right? I don't know Jeff Bezos at all, obviously. I've been very, done very little research on the man. But I guarantee you that on some level, he's living his highest excitement, his highest self. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's a complete douchebag. I don't know. But on some level, he's let go of a lot of all these ridiculous beliefs around money and earning and work to attract that kind of wealth. You don't work. There's no retirement plan called a trillion dollars. All you have to do is put in 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week for 10, 20 years, and then bam, trillion dollars. Nothing is like that when it comes to earning in the trading of money scenario. So if you really want a fortune, you have to ask yourself this question. What does the fortune want of me? If you want a billion dollars or ten million dollars, what does that money want you to become? And don't say a hitman or something like that. Money's highest purpose is always to get you to your highest purpose. When you ask the universe or the money, if that helps you, what do you want me to become? It's always going to say the same thing. Your highest self. Your God-realized self. Your enlightened self. This is why the journey of self-discovery is so important. You will never get to wealth without the journey of self-discovery without knowing who you truly are, without realigning with your magic power to create reality. So to say you must earn money is completely backwards because earning means to suffer to deserve. It means you're trapped in the small story of trading time for money. You can't be trapped in the small story and get to wealth. Wealth is the big story. It is the biggest part of you. It is the, the culmination, the correlation, not correlation. Like I was going to say, anyway, it doesn't matter. It is the culmination of all the onion layer unraveling to get to the center of who you really are. Then you can call forth any amount of money that you want or really what you need. You cannot earn wealth. They are mutually exclusive. It's the same as saying, 
You know, you can't have unconditional love and judgment. You can't judge, if you unconditionally love something, you don't judge it because there's no use for judgment. What, what would it matter? They, they, don't, they don't go together. You can't have one and the other. Right, you can't be self-righteous while, con while also being open to other perspectives. Now you can listen to other perspectives and still choose your own, which may sound self-righteous. You may listen to everyone's perspective and still choose, after you filter it through your heart, still choose what you originally chose, which may sound self-righteous on the surface. But you can't be self-righteous and listen to other people's perspectives because those two don't go together. To be self-righteous is to literally defend yourself against other perspectives. So it's the same thing here. You can't have earning and wealth. You either attract it by removing all of the nonsense that you are not, that says you have to work hard for money, I don't deserve it, not good enough, scarcity is real, right? Money is outside of me, all that stuff. You have to remove all of that stuff to get to the frequency where you hear that one radio station that tells you what steps you need to take to become the attractor, the, the matched frequency of the millions of dollars or whatever of the fortune. So anytime you hear someone says your wealth must be earned, I hope you laugh too. Just imagine Jeff Bezos working a trillion hours by himself to make that money. Then you'd be like, wealth must be earned. That doesn't make any sense. How do you make a fortune by working through earning? Oh, but Larry, I mean, maybe it's just like he worked to, be, to get other people and create a system, and then that system, like a franchise, like a Chick-fil-A or a McDonald's, employed a bunch of people, and that's how he earned it. No! Knock it off! <sighs> no. Here's why I disagree with that. What you're talking about is using human capital. That's all well and good, but it still doesn't mean he suffered to deserve the frequency of abundance. You do not suffer to get into the frequency of abundance unless it's painful to remove the limiting beliefs, which is possible. But most of the time you don't suffer to get into the frequency of abundance because the frequency of abundance feels amazing. So suffering and feeling amazing don't go together. Not like that anyway. It's like saying, wealth must be earned is like saying, love must be tortured for. Or, um, you must kill for joy. Or something like that. Like they just, it doesn't, it doesn't match up at all. Like if you kill, you know, you're going to have PTSD most likely. <clears throat> so 
joy is going to be farther from you by killing. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing here. If you believe you have to earn, you're, you're actually pushing away wealth. If you believe you have to suffer or do something that you don't want to deserve, you're pushing away wealth and your fortune. You're keeping it from you. Which is exactly why this bumper sticker was not only so hilarious, but so obviously brainwashing. Not because of the redistribution of wealth thing. Because the ego has brainwashed you into believing that what you want is outside of you, is away from you, and you got to chase it. Everything is always happening now, and you always have enough. What exactly does that leave chasing to do? Oh, I know I always have enough, Larry, but I want more. <laughs> if you want more than enough, you will never have enough. Because wanting more than enough says there's never enough. Because if you get an amount of money, you'll be like, I want more. You'll always want more. Spend time being here now. Spend time recognizing that you always have enough and be grateful for it. This is how you attune yourself to the wealth frequency, not by chasing anything. No matter what you do, I hope you know that you're unconditionally loved at all times, no matter what. We are different mountains in the same range, different taco trucks or food trucks at the same farmer's market. My unconditional love to you, my friends. Be well. Good journey. And remember, you do not need to suffer to deserve anything. All my love. Bye-bye.